if I asked you to describe your prayer life, would you say that it was hot or cold? I'm guessing if we asked that, we went around the room, uh, we probably could all say that we could use some extra effort in that area of our prayer life. That's why during these Sundays of Lent, uh, we'll be exploring what it means to pray. Uh, this series has been inspired uh, some by that, uh, that movie, The War Room, uh, uh, the battle plan for prayer, as well as many other things as well, but that's kind of the inspiration uh, for this. Prayer really is uh, a fundamental thing in, uh, in, our, uh, in our lives as followers of Jesus, right? I, I mean, it's how we communicate with God. If we're not praying, then we're not communicating, and if we're not communicating, then there's not much of a relationship. Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones said, there is nothing that tells the truth about us as Christians so much as our prayer life. To be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing, Martin Luther said. Prayer is one of those means of grace that I just uh, mentioned a moment ago. It's one of the primary ways that we can experience the presence and the grace of God. And yet I think we have some misconceived notions about prayer, uh, and, and some of those misconceptions keep us from praying like we should. Maybe we make it more complicated than, is, than it is, or, or we don't pray as often as we should, or, or we get intimidated by other people who we think are better, better prayers than us. Um, I've noticed that, that there are many, uh, uh, that, that prayer is seen a lot, and there's many misconceptions, not only in the church, uh, but, but uh, elsewhere, throughout our society. There are a lot of misconceptions uh, about prayer and just what it's all about. Uh, I think at the, uh, at the start of this series then, it would be good for us to look at some of the things as we're thinking about what prayer is. I want us to first come up with and look at a list of what prayer is not. So, uh, first of all, uh, prayer is not just for your saintly grandmother. That is uh, the, 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 the first thing on the list. Sometimes we dismiss prayer as something just reserved for the holy people, right? And only those folks are the ones that can really pray. And, and so we don't pray much because, because we think that it's only those folks that are the ones that are really going to pray. We can't pray right, so to speak. Uh, or sometimes we think, and we saw it up there in the, in the, uh, the, the little clip there, uh, sometimes we think we need the right Bible words in order to pray correctly, right? We've got to, you've heard those King James Version prayers, right? These and thous and thou shalts and all those kinds of things. And, and we're not really reaching the heavenly gates if we're not praying in the, with the right, uh, right words. But that's not, not true at all. In fact, Jesus himself said that that's usually uh, the wrong way to pray if we're just trying to use the right words and impress others. Matthew 5, beginning in verse 6, says this, When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your closet, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before 
you ask him. That passage there is where the whole idea of a prayer closet, if you ever heard that word, I'm going to go into my prayer closet. Now in that, in that movie, The War Room, they really did clear out the closet, right? And they, they, uh, they dove in there. It doesn't have to be a closet, but a, a, a personal time with God. Uh, where we're getting personal, where we're, we're, we're sharing intimately, and it's just the two, uh, use whatever words you, if you want to do the these and thous, go for it. But, but it's not about the words, it's about the connection. It, it, it might be a little bit like the uh, five-year-old girl that I, that I read about um, this week. Her father walked past her room one night and, and was proud that uh, saw her uh, there kneeling before her bed uh, saying her prayers. And, and so he got a little closer and kind of leaned in and, and, and then he began to hear what she was saying. And she was saying A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. And then she took a pot and then she said it again and about three or four times and finally she said, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, he kind of walked in and he said, glad you're saying your prayers, honey. What, uh, I kind of overheard a little bit saying the, the ABCs. Uh, what, what, what's that all about? And she said, well, God is really smart. And when I don't know what to pray about, I just say the alphabet and he figures it out for me. It's not, prayer is not just about saying the right words or, or that it's just reserved for the saintly people in your life. Anyone can pray no matter the words. It's your heart that counts. So prayer is not just for your saintly grandmother. Prayer is not just a church thing. Sometimes we think that prayer is only to be said by the professionals at church, right? Uh, before or after a class or a group or something like that, or, or, uh, or certainly before the potluck dinner, right? We got to gather up and say the prayer. Uh, maybe during a service like this, we reserve it for, uh, many times when I go on, on, uh, uh, be, get with family around the holidays and those kinds of things, um, usually at some point as we gather for a meal, I am asked to pray. Usually I respond, no, I can't, I'm on vacation. (laughs) That would be the wrong thing to say because prayer is not just reserved for the professional Christians, right? Uh, It's not just reserved for, uh, for, for people at church or for doing, doing it at church. Um, I think also sometimes we treat prayer as a topic rather than an activity. It's this big theological thing that we might talk about. We might be guilty of doing that today where we're, we're talking about it a lot and we're, we're uh, thinking about prayer and we're talking about it and it's just topic that we cover at church events and things. But it's not really something that, that, that ends up being a part of our uh, real lives day to day. But prayer can't be just a church thing. It's not just reserved for the professionals or for times at church. Uh, another thing, prayer is not just a religious ritual without meaning. So we're not just going through the motion. We're not just saying these religious words. Sometimes, uh, you know, we, we might uh, uh, read prayers or uh, we just recite things. Sometimes it feels like we're reciting words and, and we're, the, the words aren't really even reaching the ceiling, let alone heaven. And it's just, we're just kind of going through the motions. We can get into the, the habit of the routine and the, and the ritual without ever connecting with God. And we can say our prayers. And we've gone through the activity, but it's not really accomplished anything. But just reciting words misses the whole point. Uh, Reciting uh, rehearsed prayers, those can be meaningful, certainly, if our heart is in it. But just going through that activity doesn't mean that we've really prayed, so to speak. Prayer uh, is is something uh, that comes from our hearts, 
and, and as we connect with God. And we can go through the motions of it with missing, uh, and we miss the whole point. Another thing prayer is not. Prayer is not something that I'm either good at or I'm not. And I think sometimes we say, well, that person, I love to hear that person pray or, or that person, but I could never, and that's just not who I, and I just couldn't. There's hope for, for you, if that's you today. Prayer is something that we learn. It, we're not born with the activity, to, the, the, the ability to pray. In fact, the only thing recorded in Scripture that Jesus' disciples asked him to teach them specifically was to pray. That's the one thing that they said specifically, Jesus, you're praying all the time. Um, how do we do that? How can we do that well? What, teach us to pray. Luke 11, 1, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. Uh, and then the next thing to come in that passage is the Lord's Prayer, where Jesus taught his disciples to pray. You can learn how to pray. You can learn how to effectively communicate with your Heavenly Father. It's not a skill that, that, that some people are just good at and, and some aren't. Prayer is for all of us. Prayer is not something I can do without. I don't know if that's double negative or not. You English teachers might have a problem with that one. Get over it. But um, I'm just kidding. I say that in the most graceful way possible. Over and over again in Scripture, we see that Jesus is praying. He's connecting with his father. Mark 1.35, very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Luke 6.12, one of those days Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. Luke 9.28, about eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, James, John, and James with him and went up onto a mountain to pray. Luke 5.16, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Matthew 26, 36, then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. Over and over, every time we turn around in the Gospels, we see Jesus praying. Now, don't you think if there was ever one person that ever lived in this life who maybe could have afforded getting by without praying very much, it probably would have been Jesus Christ, the Son of God, right? And yet, all we see him doing, <laughs> seems like, is praying, connecting with his father. He prayed more than all of us, maybe combined. He needed that connection with God, and you do too. You need to pray. You can't do without it. Prayer is not, here's, here's, here's one we trip on a lot. Prayer is not just how I get stuff from God might be the most common thing, uh, yet it still misses the point. Prayer for many people is self-motivated. I'm going to learn to pray so that God does things for me. Now, we never say that. We don't even maybe think it uh, uh, consciously, but, but, but we pray. It's how we pray. I'm going to pray so that God will do something for me or for uh, God will do what I want him to do, and so I'm going to pray, and it's self-motivated. I, I, I need this. I'm going to ask for it. I, 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 need, uh, I need a job. God, provide that. I need money. Uh, uh, God, provide that. Uh, someone is sick. Uh, God, uh, heal that person. Uh, put them on the prayer chain so more people are praying. Uh, uh, going through something bad? Oh, you're in my prayers. I'm, I'm thinking of you. I'm praying for you. Now, now, I'm not saying that any of those things are bad. They are all great things to do. God answers prayer. He encourages us to ask those things. 
but it's not everything that prayer is, and it's not really the point of prayer. Though there's maybe a maybe a perk of prayer. God wants to move on our behalf, and he encourages us to pray when someone is sick and, and to draw the elders of the church together to put them on the prayer chain. He encourages us to give our every need to him. We'll be talking about those kinds of things at, at length over the next few weeks. But, but the point of praying is not just to make God do what I think he should do. And we treat it like that a lot of the time. Prayer is not... I'm sure there's a whole list of other things that prayer is not. Those are a few things this morning. Now let's shift gears just a bit and look at what prayer is. And I think, I think we can treat prayer as this big topic, this thing that we want to do just right. But we need to see that as we talk about prayer and what it is, that we're really not... We're not... It's not really about prayer. Prayer is not about prayer, just like your phone is not about your phone. Well, let's, let's go there. Your, your phone is a tool. It's a device to help you connect with other people, right? And so you can choose to look at it and use it a lot. Some of you do a lot, and that's fine. You, that's fine. Do that. If you want to use it to connect with people, you can do that. Or you can... Put it on vibrate and check it occasionally, or you can turn it off and, uh, like I did yesterday, left the house for several hours and I didn't even have my phone with me. Now, I didn't do that on purpose, <laughs> but, uh, but, but sometimes you can just put that phone uh, away and not communicate with anyone at all. But when you're talking about your phone, it's not really about the phone, it's about what your phone enables you to do. It enables you connect to connect with people. You're, you're choosing, when you choose to limit your use of your phone, you're limiting your interaction that you have with other people that might be calling or texting or posting or all whatever we do with our phones these days, right? So in that same vein, prayer is a tool that helps you connect with God. You can choose to use it as much or as little as you want to. So when we talk about prayer, it's not really about prayer, it's about connecting with God. That's what, what we're really talking about. It's about growing in your relationship with God. You don't get brownie points for praying longer or, or more consistently than other people or for having a longer prayer list. Uh, prayer simply connects you with God. I, I love the quote from Annie Dillard who says, You don't have to sit outside in the dark, but if, however, you want to see the stars... You'll find that darkness is necessary, but the stars neither require nor demand it. If you want to connect with God, you don't have to pray, but if you're not praying, you won't connect with God. <laughs> you won't become closer to God. It's as simple as that prayer connects us with God. Think about the people that you're closest to. Uh, there's communication happening. Uh, either you're spending time together uh, or you're talking uh, uh, deep conversations. You're talking on the phone together. Maybe there's, there's uh, interaction over text or, or Facebook or email or whatever way that you choose to communicate. But there's communication going on. Uh, one major reason that relationships drift by the wayside is lack of communication. Uh, usually it's because life gets busy and you don't stay connected and you just don't have time to invest in that relationship. Prayer is how we stay connected with God. It's about the relationship. It's not about your performance. 
And I think at the, at, the, at the start of this, as we think about prayer, we've really got to get that because, because I'm one of those people that, that thinks, okay, if I just, okay, I carved out my, I said my prayers today, right? Now I can feel good. I must be holy because I said my prayers today. It's probably just me. You guys never do that. It's not about the performance. It's not about, it, it's about did I connect with, am I in connection with, am I, am I uh, focused on that relationship with God and doing all that I can. It's not about being good at praying. Of course, there are ways that we can learn how to, how to pray better, just like there are ways that we can learn how to communicate better with, with whoever. There are, there are things that we can do. There are ways that we can pray. There are tools that we can use that help us to connect with God better. But it's all about the connection it's not about the performance. And why would we want to connect with God? In church setting, I guess you could say, well, of course we have to connect with God. I'm sure that's a really long list. Why would we want to connect with God? Well, there's so many things. The three things, though, that I want to highlight today that, uh, that, that are the result of a happy prayer life, of, of being connected with God. Three things that, that come about if we are truly uh, connecting with God in prayer. One is communing with God in order to know him, love him, and worship him. We do that when we pray. The more you pray, the closer you get. The the more that you know God's heart, the more you can discern his will. As we're spending time in prayer, as we're communicating, as we're pouring our heart out to him, we fall deeper in love with him. Prayer provides close communion with God. Ephesians 3, verse 16 and following. It says, I pray, Paul is praying for the Ephesian church. I pray that out of his glorious riches... He may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. To know the love that surpasses knowledge. I love that phrase. Uh, Knowing God's love, experiencing his presence. Even if we don't understand it, we will never understand God, but we can still experience his presence, and we do that through prayer. Prayer can help us to commune with God so that we can know him and love him and worship him. Another thing that prayer does is helps us to conform our lives to his will and to his ways. As you spend time with God in prayer, you will not only discover his will and his ways, but you'll want to follow his will and his ways. You'll align your life with his character. You, you will look more and more like Jesus when you pray. This is true in a, in a lot of contexts. Uh, you start out become, you start to become like who you hang out with, right? In high school, I hung out with the cool kids, as you could imagine. They laughed, dear. Yeah. Well, when I describe it, I think you'll understand that I, we were the cool kids. Um, we, you know, we spent a lot of time together, and so we we would uh, do some of the same things. We'd enjoy the same things. We'd uh, uh, dress alike, listen to the same music, watch the same movies, dated the same girl. I mean, it was it was just. <laughs> Just being real. We were big U2 fans back then. And um, I had, 
I couldn't find, I, I think my mom has the picture, a picture, probably many pictures. I have Bono's cool suede boots uh, that I wore for a season in high school. And when you match those with the parachute pants, <laughs> stellar. St- I'm just saying. I will have to find the picture. No, I'm probably going to bury that picture if I ever, if I ever find it. But, but uh, it, I wasn't the only one is what I'm saying. And there wouldn't be any reason why I would have done that had other people not been doing it too, right? Because you become like, you begin, begin to align yourself with the people that you're hanging out with. You become like those folks. You say the same things, you enjoy the same things, you wear the same things. Now that can be a warning for us to, to beware of who your friends are. Today I, I want to use that to emphasize the fact that if you are a person of prayer, if you are spending time regularly, daily with, with Jesus, your Savior, you will become more like him one of the things that prayer does in us. You will conform your life, your character, to his character. You will, you will conform to his will and his ways. So we commune with God as we, as we spend time with him and, and we know him and love him and worship him. We, we, uh, we, we conform our lives to his character, to his will and his ways, and in prayer we connect with him in advancing his kingdom, power, and glory. We connect with his kingdom, uh, how he works out his will in the world. We, we connect with his power. We connect with his and point people to his glory. The closer and closer to God we get in prayer, we not only get to know him and begin to see life the way he does, we, all, uh, we also begin to see him move and work in the world. We begin to see him fulfilling his plans, not just for us, but for his kingdom as a whole. It's not about my agenda and what I want to see happen. We pray uh, that God's will would be done. If you've ever learned the Lord's Prayer, you know that one of the key components of that is, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If we would uh, spend just a moment thinking about that, it's mind-boggling that we want what, how God works and moves in heaven, we want to see that here. I think some things would change if we aligned ourselves with that true prayer. We can connect with God's kingdom. We connect with his power and see his glory in the world. Have you ever been on a boat Probably some of you have been on, but it's not quite boat season yet. I saw on my Facebook feed one of our extended relatives uh, that lives in Florida got a boat and they took it on the maiden voyage just yesterday. Wonderful thing. I'm going to go visit tomorrow. Just kidding. I'm not much of a fisherman, I'm not much of a water person really, but I've been on boats many times. I've been on uh, vessels as big as a cruise ship and as small as a canoe, right? And pretty much everything in between at different times. Uh, uh, it's funny, they all kind of operate uh, kind of the same way, especially as you're coming up to the dock, you kind of you know drift in and it's nice and slow. And then, I guess the big ships, uh, they've got a crew on, on shore and they've got a crew on the boat and they flip the uh, the the. the the ropes over and they, they pull up and pull it tight and, and, and tie them off and all those kinds of things. For the smaller boats, most of the time, there is, uh, there is a, a thing called a boat hook. 
which is a pole with a hook on the end, uh, and, and also a blunt end uh, as well. They can either push off from, from, the, uh, from the dock when they're getting started, or when they're pulling back up to the, to the dock, you kind of reach that, that hook out and you pull yourself in so that you're, you're, you, and then you can tie yourself off once you, once you get up close. Right. I say all that to set up this quote from E. Stanley Jones. And he said, if I throw out a boat hook from the boat and catch hold of the shore and pull, do I pull the shore to me or do I pull myself to the shore? Prayer is not pulling God to my will, but, aligning, but the aligning of my will to the will of God. A great image. What a great uh, illustration. Because so many times we think that prayer means getting God on my side, getting God to do what I want him to do. But in the end, praying is simply aligning myself with God and what he wants to do and how he's working in the world. Not my kingdom, God's kingdom come, his will be done. I want to connect deeper and deeper and deeper with his kingdom, his power, his glory. There was a, a, a movie made 20-some years ago um, about the life of C.S. Lewis, primarily about his relationship with his wife, Joy Gresham. Uh, the movie Shadowlands uh, was a book, I think, previous to that. His wife um, died of cancer shortly after, uh, after their, their marriage. At one point in the film, uh, Lewis has just returned from Oxford, and after being with his, his ailing wife, he's greeted uh, by some of his colleagues, and the topic of prayer comes up. Let's just watch that real quick. What news? Uh, good news, I think, Harry. Yes, good news. Very glad, Jack. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you. Christopher can scoff, but I know how hard you've been praying. Huh? Now God is answering your prayer. That's not why I pray, Harry. I pray because I can't help myself. I pray because I'm helpless. I pray because, I pray because the need flows out of me all the time, waking and sleeping. It doesn't change God, it changes me. I pray because I can't help myself. I pray because I'm helpless. I pray because the need flows out of me all the time, waking and sleeping. It doesn't change God, it changes me. Maybe that's why Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Couldn't help but stay connected to his Father. Prayer is not about getting things from God, but it's about desperately seeking connection with him. So don't ask yourself if you're good at prayer or not. Ask yourself, am I desperately seeking to connect with God? Of course, God answers prayer. Of course, God wants us to pray. He tells us to pray. He's instructed us how we should pray. He expects us to pray. But before we ever pray to get something from God, we have to desperately want to know God. And it's in the context of that relationship that he pours out his blessings, not always giving us what we want, but everything we need. Oswald Chambers once taught, the point of prayer is not to get answers from God, but to have perfect and complete oneness with him. So, pray. Over these weeks of Lent, as you prepare yourself for Easter, pray.
When you have awful days, pray. When you have awesome, over-the-top days, pray. When everything seems dull and mediocre and the same old thing day after day after day, pray. Why? Well, it's, it's only in prayer that you can commune with God and know Him intimately. It's only in prayer that you can understand and conform your life to His will and His way. It's only in prayer that you will connect with and access the power of God to see His kingdom Stand with me. And as we head out into the world, let's pray. Father God, we need you desperately. We confess today, Lord, that we live life a lot of the times with that connection kind of weak. Maybe we put the receiver down and walk away for a while, or we put the, the phone on silent, we get busy. Oh, Lord, for most of us, it's not intentional, but it just kind of happens. Father, I pray that you will help us to see our desperate need of you, and that we can't help but pray, that we can't help but be drawn to be connected with you, waking and sleeping. I pray that you will change us as we spend time with you, that we can truly know you better and worship you as we, as we pray, that we, can, that, 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 that we can connect with your, your power, that we can conform our lives to your character. Father God, thank you for the gift of prayer, for the possibility of a relationship with the living God. Lord, I pray that we would never take that lightly, that you will help us to see the, uh, the, the amazing joy that that brings and, and the, the abundance of blessings that, that, that are bestowed, the ways that we can connect with you as you bring your kingdom to bear in this world where we live. Father God, help us to be people of prayer. And so we pray that you would go with us, that we would live life uh, this day, this week, in the power of your spirit, that we would live life connected with you, that waking and sleeping we would be drawn to you and that you would flow through us in the lives that we lead so that others would be pointed to you, so that it's not just a natural life that we live, but a supernatural life of your spirit living through us. Lord God, thank you. For the gift of prayer, help us to be people of prayer. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.